0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Basics Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Overton, and I'm your host. It is Thursday, July 21st. If you're listening to the podcast in audio form, if you're watching us, um, I think we're live on YouTube. We may have gone earlier. I'll let you know if I get an alert that we went live on YouTube. Then maybe we're live on YouTube. Either way, we uh, the show is on YouTube. And um, if you are listening or if you're watching on YouTube, yes, we are apparently live on YouTube because I just got an alert. So, hi. Um, <laughs> the, um, it is uh, Wednesday, July, the tw- Wednesday, July 20th. And we are going to go over AFC team MVPs, critical players. Presumably this is t- directly stolen from content b- from the website and joining me to probably rehash his own content on this podcast. No, <laughs> hey, Tyler Sullivan, AKA Sully, uh, who, who's, uh, whose content are we stealing this for Whose content and Debo are not a steal to to create podcast uh, content because clearly I couldn't just come up with stuff my on
1: my own. We are going to be riffing off of uh, Jordan Dejanis' list ah. a little bit. He I altered them a little bit. Like some of them are the same. It's kind of one of those like jumping off point, and some are the same. Some aren't.
0: Yes, we are going early today, noon a nooner instead of a one p.m. Um, I can't wait to tell Wilson that he has to go late tomorrow. Wow, it's gonna be great. Oh, he's gonna be so mad. He gets so mad. I asked him if he could. Ask him anyway. You know we don't need to rehash this. Um, <laughs> the uh, so we're gonna start in the AFC East, and we're not gonna do like we're not doing one per team, right? We're just doing
1: we're just doing one within the division, right? Kind of like the difference maker for that respective team. It could be the best team in the division, kind of kind of leans that way, and you know how they could be the difference maker in the conference.
0: I like it, and uh so you'll give one, and then. Despite me not having one listed on the rundown, I will also give one. Love it, <laughs> as as one does. Um, anyway, AFC East. You know, we I, mean, I think we've covered this, Sully. Like it feels pretty clear. There's a division. Well, I mean, it feels there's a clear separation between the Bills and everybody else. Yep. And then you, depending on how you feel about um, Zach Wilson and the Jets and the, I mean, the, excuse me, the Dolphins and the Patriots. You know, you can sort of separate those teams out. But clearly, the Bills are the best team. And uh, your MVP is coming from the Bills, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Super Bowl favorite, they are going to be in the conversation throughout the year. And you can kind of, if you wanted to just, you know, go down the list and say, okay, Josh Allen's the MVP favorite. He, he'll be a difference maker. He was on Jordan's list, makes a ton of sense. You know, he's he is the person that can lift the offense to a Super Bowl, lift the team to a Super Bowl. But for me, it's Vaughn Miller. The new addition for them on that defensive side kind of surprised everybody when they signed him, it, it just, you know, the number alone was kind of crazy—over a hundred million dollars—to bring him aboard. But I, I see that as a huge piece, and I've talked about it with you a couple of times. Where it's going to help on the field, but it's also going to help off the field, create the winning culture. When you're in those moments in the playoffs, where the Bills hope to be, and there's 13 seconds left, and you need to get a stop, he is someone who can help lift that defense to make that play, and he's someone who can get them over the top. In that regard, two-time Super Bowl champion, former Super Bowl MVP, for me, that addition, what, you know, on the field, but more importantly, how he creates the atmosphere around it in the locker room and just gives that unit the overall, you know, swagger to come up in those clutch moments. To me, I think is just as valuable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I keep, I always harken back to, um, I'm trying to find it. Uh, um, Jordan Rodriguez of the Athletic wrote the story. And it's essentially Von, Mil- um, it's, 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 again, on the athletic.com it's, um, Aaron Donald, who like, a you know, she pointed out like slam dunk hall of famer. One of the best, as we've noted over and over again, this all season, one of the best resumes you'll ever see from a professional football player, like v- v- almost Perfect. Except for that one, no All Pro didn't make the All Pro team his rookie year, despite being a Pro Bowler and Defensive Rookie of the Year. Like it was just a, it was just a mistake by the by the Associated Press voters. Um, Like there is, Aaron Donald pointed out how much Von Miller helped him become a better leader, and like the way that he changed, sort of, and and um, you know, at one point, um, I think it was during the NFC Championship game, you know, he comes out and. he's on the sideline like let's go win this like or maybe he's even against the bucks whatever it was like it it changed the way that he approaches uh you know just the way he approached you know being a leader on the rams despite being the leader on the rams for so long for basically his entire career and and so i think like that that i think that's almost maybe more important than von miller's ability to get after the quarterback because you have gregory so you have boogie basham you know even ed oliver on the interior like von miller is going to come in and teach these guys how to be pros. And the added bonus that, you know, he's still got clearly enough left in the tank where he can, you know, maybe stop Patrick Mahomes from getting in field goal range in 13 seconds.
1: Well, that's the thing too. Like you mentioned, it's a young group now. They have kind of, you know, are going into this new phase. I know it's weird when you say that when they bring in a veteran like Von Miller, but they are kind of getting younger at that position, getting rid of Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison this offseason. You bring in Von Miller, you're kind of having these young guys come up on the other side of the defensive line. There is part of that, too. Yeah, he'll be able to get his off the edge. But it's also helping those young guys when you do get in those moments saying, listen, I've been here before. I know what's going on. I can help elevate that group, which is something they're going to need. I mean, this AFC has is, is only gotten more competitive this offseason. And, you know, when you're facing a Mahomes or a Russell Wilson or a Herbert in those playoff scenarios, you're going to have to make a stop.
0: Yep, and Vaughn is the guy who can get him. Uh, I'm going to go with a uh, a different pick for my MVP of the AFC East, and I will say that, um, I, you know, you could really go either way here. Young quarterback, either in the second year or third year, Zach Wilson or Tua Tagovailoa. Like I feel like, and that's and sort of a cop out to say pick a quarterback and then pick two quarterbacks. <laughs> um, but like the Jets and the Dolphins feel as if they will go in the direction of. Very young signal callers. Like if Tua takes a step forward, the Dolphins are absolutely a playoff caliber team. um Probably a playoff caliber team, even if Tua sort of maintains the status quo. But if he takes a step forward, feels like the Dolphins are really set for 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 the long haul. Whereas with Zach Wilson, too, like you know the Jets have been so bad for so long. Like what the 2010 was maybe like the last time they were good. Maybe random Rex year after that. But you know if if Wilson takes a step forward. And, you know, you you have all these pieces that you brought in and put around him, then you feel really good about the Jets maybe being a French playoff team.
1: Yeah, no, 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 for sure. And I had a story uh, posted yesterday. It's like the biggest questions going into training camp for these teams. And those were two of them for the Jets and the Dolphins, respectively. Is Tua ready to really man this high-speed offense that Mike McDaniel's going to kind of line up here with, with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and Edmonds in the backfield and all of that? If he comes somewhere even – if he's just – Average with a little promise, you're yeah. like, you're feeling really good about yourselves, and you're probably not can so he, eager. Can he be like J- lefty Jimmy G? Right. Can, you, you, can you just win you some games? And at that point, maybe you're not as eager to, you know, kind of question, not necessarily blowing it up, but really changing things up at that position, giving up on that first round asset next offseason. I mean, this is a very pivotal year for him. So certainly that's a big thing. And then with with Zach Wilson too, again, you know, I I think I wrote something to the effect of like, well, he's making headlines. It's just not the ones you really want at this point in the year. Right. And so hopefully you want him to kind of, you know, show it on the field because, you know, you're in New York, you're in that pressure cooker. If all of a sudden you're making headlines for the wrong reasons and you're not backing up your play, you're going to have a lot of questions about, are you actually the guy to help elevate the franchise?
0: Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden it goes from like, ha 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 ha. He's like, like hooking up with his mom's friends to like, did Zach Wilson's off season of milf Island wreck the Jets' future? You know, it's like
1: exactly. You, I mean,
0: like, do you know what the New York Post headlines will look like?
1: They're gonna be insane.
0: Zach Wilson is like laying eggs, uh like you know, left and right on on the field, and like come Monday morning. I mean, I don't even know. Like, um, I, I don't, know. I, I don't know. I was gonna try and make like a joke about the headline. But I'm afraid I like crossed the line accidentally, which is <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome.
1: exactly. What I didn't exactly mention. I didn't know where we were right. on that. <laughs> yeah, like I think we're fine. talking. I mean.
0: I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, it's Snoopy in the chat says Zach Wilson is making great headlines, you freaking haters. Hey, hey, we are, <laughs> we are here for the, look, Zach, I, I, like Zach Wilson has impressed everybody this offseason with his not only um, headline making, but also the ability to then be like, I've been in Montana for a few, like, weeks, like, uh, phone's out of service, any news I miss? And it's like, yeah, great right. social media game. Yeah, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, like, the but. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hilarious in the off season. It's less funny if you get into the season and he's not playing well. Like th- that's just how this works.
1: It's it's just the game and how it's played. I mean, like look at, you know, a guy like Rob Gronkowski, he doesn't have something like this, but you know, kind of a goofball off the field, party guy, that works when you are a very, you know, Pro Bowl all-pro perennial kind of talent. Doesn't really work that well if all of a sudden you're, you know, Johnny Manziel on the football field. You know, you can kind of go one of two ways there.
0: Yeah, um, I- exactly. Uh, all right, so let's move on to the AFC. And again, no one to say Zach Wilson did anything wrong. But yeah, you know, it's just you're gonna get you're gonna get roasted if you don't play well.
1: Yeah, if, you're I, off- I, season, if I think you're, everybody's aware of that.
0: Yeah, like that's just the deal. You're in New York. You hooked up with your mom's friend allegedly and you're making jokes about it and if you don't play well you're going to get roasted i mean that's just the, the, that's the deal like it's you know it's like the um it's like the boat trip that the 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 giants, the giants so they'll was, oh, yeah 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 like i mean you know it, they take the boat trip and it's like or when the time when our colleague tony Romo went to um the cowboys had the bye and he went to cabo yep and they lose the playoff game and it's like oh it's like the trip to Cabo is what caught and it's
1: like ammunition that's not really all it is
0: yeah like I mean no one's saying that that's like what you think you disagree. it's just like it's going to be talked about like it's going to be a thing if you lose and you you don't play well so the AFC North all right you are going to go quarterback here yeah and you're going to go with probably I mean the best quarterback in the division
1: you can make that you can make that argument. And again, I just think it's interesting when you look at this division it's where Lamar, you say Lamar Jackson, by the way, is your pick. it's Lamar Jackson. And so when you look at this division, you know, obviously Joe Burrow just took his team to the Super Bowl. We don't necessarily know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. It kind of feels like the tea leaves are showing less than a year suspension. I it, it, I think the Washington Post was pointing out that you know it's it kind of feels like eight games. Again, nothing official there. We we don't know what what Sue Robinson's gonna kind of come down with, with in terms of her punishment, but if you're telling me you're gonna get Deshaun Watson from half those games, and you know, we don't know what's gonna happen in Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, Lamar Jackson could very well easily, if he plays to his ceiling, can can win this division. All things being equal, he is the he is the most talented quarterback in this division, or at least for my money, I would take. You know, you know, you're gonna have him for a full year, former MVP, the most decorated that we've seen so far. And he's clearly in a contract year. So how does that impact all of this how does that impact the Baltimore Ravens who were just so snake bitten last year with injuries they come back healthy especially on the defensive side in that secondary if they have somewhat of a you know if they have a stout defense and you have Lamar Jackson on that side if he's able to overcome not really having those number one receivers obviously as Mark Andrews but lost Marquise Marquise Brown if he plays to the level we saw a few years ago in 2019 that's gonna make the Ravens a legit threat in the conference
0: so I, I thought it was, I was doing a radio with my buddy, Adam Gold on Monday. And um, he asked me, he's like, he was like, there's an ESPN to the top 10 list of uh, Jeremy Fowler. Uh, former colleague of ours. I don't know if, were you here with Jeremy Fowler? I don't think so. Okay. Well, former colleague of mine then. Um, great dude. Love Jeremy Fowler. Uh, anyway, he, um, he pulled a bunch of executives and you know, they do this every year. Mike Sandor used to do it. Now he does the athletic, but Jeremy does it for ESPN, he pulls a bunch of executives is like, give us her top 10 list. Um, and gold was reading off the list. And um, he's like, does any, and I, like I was just in my house, in my living room with no, like no, just hearing the list and trying to respond to it. And I was like, he's like, does anything strange? is like, you hear it late, you're like, uh, I don't know. like. But I was like, oh my God, wait, did you did you say Lamar Jackson's name? He's like, I did not. Lamar Jackson did not make a list of top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, according to executive. And Fowler writes, um, and by the way, on the list, Deshaun Watson, who hadn't played in like two years, um, keeping a quarterback with an MVP award to 37 and 12 records as a starter off a top 10 list is surprising, but that's exactly what more than half of the voters did. That is shocking to me. So I yeah. think this is like, this is a good pick by you because you have a like. People are sleeping on Lamar Jackson. I think people are sleeping on the Ravens. Like the Ravens are still plus one sixty or one eighty, maybe one seventy something in that range at, at Caesars to win the division. Like John Watson's getting suspended for of so, like some kind of suspension. Yeah, Bengals are probably due for a little bit of regression. Um, and the Steelers don't, we don't know what the deal with their quarterback is. Like the Ravens, as I pointed out, had the most, you know, football outsiders, you know, had it. I just keep, I just keep hammering this point home. Like 190 games, adjusted games lost last year. Like they dealt with crazy injury luck. It's due to regress a bit. And it's a well coached team with a franchise quarterback who was the MVP in 2019. Like, I want all the Lamar I can get for 2022 in terms of fantasy, you know, like a best ball. I'm, I'm drafting him a ton. Like he's just, he's, he, his value is not where it should be. Um, in terms of like, people people just sleeping on Lamar and that's, and, 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 and so I want to buy, I want to buy low on the Ravens. And I think they are, uh, e- like, it's just an easy pick to, to win the division. Um, I will. Uh, t- t- who do I want to say? I will. You know, I mean, t- you know, the Bengals. I feel like. I feel like maybe I'll. I'll, I'll cheat again. I'll go two quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. Okay. <laughs> like I think, and and again, like I'm. I'm not even picking like an MVP so much as I am.
1: suggesting – What's the most important player to that team. That's yeah. it's it's kind of how you have to look at it.
0: Like this, if if Mitchell Trubisky plays, I mean, this is a former number two overall pick. Who has been just absolutely, you know, the Bears have been killed for taking him over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, understandably so. Like, what if Mitchell Trubisky is better than Deshaun Watson this year? Is that out? I mean, is that is that outrageous? Like, I, I, like in terms of not that not that we're like, well, Mitchell Trubisky is a totally different quarterback than he was three years ago, but
1: like, if you're telling me Mitchell Trubisky is Ryan Tannehill 2.0 comes to the next spot in Pittsburgh and kind of just figures it out, that is a total difference maker for Pittsburgh.
0: Uh, uh, A complete difference maker. Like, Kenny Pickett doesn't play one snap or doesn't play one game, doesn't start one game because Mr. Trubisky is just good enough to win football games and Deshaun Watson suspended like 10 games. Like, you would – I mean, Mr. Trubisky would be more valuable than Deshaun Watson in that instance, especially given the relative cost to each of them. So, I think if – you know, there's just so many different paths for – or not so many different paths, but it's like if Mitchell Trubisky is good and plays at a high level and keeps Kenny Pickett on the bench, the Steelers are in contention to win the division.
1: Well, I'll I'll tell you this too, Will. It's not. We talk all about like, oh, you're replacing, you know, Hall of Famer and Ben Roethlisberger. This is not fat corpse. They were were, yes, and they were nine seven one last year. Be a little more nice. They were nine seven one with the with the fat corpse that was Ben Roethlisberger, who had an eighty six point eight passer rating. You're telling me like it's not like it's you know Aaron Rodgers walked away and now Jordan Love has to replace this two back to back MVP. The floor is kind of low, and that team was pretty good with just the you know a, a slightly below average or you know whatever you want to call Ben Roethlisberger last year quarterback. He was certainly <laughs> capped. If you get some life out of either Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, your ceiling is a little bit raised with that defense. Uh, absolutely,
0: and and for that very reason, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a you know it's a it's a case where Trubisky is 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 one of the most important players in football this year. Not because not because he's with the best, but I mean, like, if he's the Ryan Tannehill 2.0 is a good comp because Trubisky actually had like stat you know, stats in Chicago and like stretches where he would play really well, and like Ryan Tannehill put up some numbers in Miami, but you just never felt like he was the like you never felt like he could elevate you where you needed to. The glass,
1: was, the glass was already shattered. You already kind of like made your decision on it. Yeah, and that's you know that's kind of where you were on it. You but yeah, no, to, I, I remember and, that too.
0: Yeah, he suffered it, you know, t- 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 torn ACLs, and um yeah. sh- they tried to rush him back too early. And then, anyway, like the point being is, yeah, like uh, the redemption setup for Mitchell Trubisky is there. It was played out all off season. People, go, oh, people like, this is a different guy in Buffalo. <laughs> I'm telling you, this Mitchell Trubisky, different player, and, it's, and then he gets like a really short deal, like you know, no guarantee money, just doesn't get mentioned. You know, it's, anyway. Um, that's that's my Mr. Trubisky take. I think he is. Uh, I think he's extremely important. Um, also important. Make sure you sign up for Paramount Plus, which I'm going to guess involves uh, whatever commercial is coming up. But we will talk AFC Stealth coming up next. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family.
1: marketing and creative legal and administrative and customer support at Robert half. We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: I called it. Um, shocking. Uh, by the way, did you, I don't know. So you can also watch like all the South park stuff on Paramount plus, which I, I mentioned every time we have a commercial, I know, I know, but did you know that South park's 25th anniversary is, is like this, is this summer? Is that true? Really? Isn't that crazy? And, um, let's see, I, I think I closed the, browser but i can probably find it real quick um so they're actually doing a tour a south park 25th anniversary experience um and it is uh where did i see that they're going they're they're going like chicago and denver and la and new york city and it's like an exhibit where there's um you know it's like a custom shipping container that will give guests an immersive experience um cartman inspired paint job interactive photo opportunity blah 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 but the only thing i really cared about was that Primus and Ween are playing uh, at Red Rocks as part of. They're stopping in Red Rocks too because they're obviously from Denver, you know, Colorado, and all yeah. that. Um, and they're but they're going to Red Rocks for the exhibit, and Primus and Ween are going to play a concert at Red Rocks in at some point in August, which I'm very tempted to go to.
1: That's hysterical to say, like your Red Rocks experience is that like,
0: it's like <laughs> Primus and Ween? How far? I've already been to Red Rocks. All right. Um, if, if you've been, it's no, it's, I've it's, never been. So my dad me, my dad, and my brother went out um pre pandemic for widespread panic for a week in there, and it was unbelievable. It's awesome yeah, we went to a Rockies game on uh, we flew out Thursday, went to a Rockies game, did two nights at, at Red Rocks, and then uh, flew back um, but uh i I've also seen Primus live before you've seen Primus live no oh man it's so i was I saw them in high school, I think at the tabernacle in Atlanta, which is this old converted church okay and they like every time primus plays claypool as claypool comes out and like starts like like doing a line, and the entire crowd starts like like thump like beat like banging their feet on the ground and chanting primus sucks primus sucks primus sucks and you're just like what? "You're like i thought everyone was here to see the band and you're like oh oh i see it's a bit oh and it's like this this old converted church You just like the floors are just like like, right, right. You're just like, ah. you know, so, you got know, some of these concerts <laughs> in high school, and you just you know, like I saw Wu Tang and Rage, and they, there was a um, a mosh pit in the in the lawn area, and inside of the mosh pit was a a, a bonfire. Like someone started a bonfire inside of a mosh pit on a lawn. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's like, and, and uh, like uh, me and my buddy who were there were like, maybe we're too young for this.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing.
0: It's like there's no age that's really appropriate for a mosh pit plus bonfire, really.
1: No, no, not really. Yeah, there's a couple concerts near uh, there's a college near where I went to high school. All those spring, you know, concerts and all that stuff would always sneak in there. And y- again, you're like, I'm surprised they let us in here. Yeah, I know you're like,
0: hey, you know what? Maybe um maybe I'm too young for this. All right. Anyway, um, anywho, that was uh, the your your daily distraction provided by E. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moving along, the AFC South. We're talking, we're talking division MVPs. Sully's pick for the AFC South, I think, is a very reasonable one. The new guy in town, Matt Ryan, Colts quarterback. I mean, he, he literally changed the division odds. Like, that's, yeah. like that's, that, that's, that's a big thing. Like, the, the Colts were not favored. The Colts were, frankly, dead in the water until the Falcons decided to get involved with Deshaun Watson. Like the yeah. like, the Falcons getting involved to Sean Watson saved the Colts backside because they didn't have another option. Like they were the ones who were going to go get Mitchell Trubisky or like draft Kenny Pickett or, draft, you know, they didn't know what to do and credit them for being patient, but they fell sort of back, you know, and, and because Matt Ryan, because the, the Falcons had pursued Matt, uh, Deshaun Watson and told Matt Ryan, he could go trade, get traded somewhere, you know, of his choosing, they they were like, well, okay, we didn't get Watson. Well, you know, we still want you to come back. He's like, yeah, don't, don't, don't think so. This place stinks now. Uh, I'll go to uh, I'm gonna go to Indy, and so
1: I mean, great pick. Not only that, Will, it's it's kind of twofold. One, they were kind of patient to kind of see how that whole thing would would kind of pan out. But the other thing is the Commanders were impatient on this quarterback race. Yeah, they were like the first team to make a move. It was for Carson Wentz. I mean, there's a world where if they were patient. They're okay. acquiring Matt Ryan, and, and it's a totally different... less than what they got paid for wins. Yeah, it, it's it's remarkable that that, that side story there isn't talked about too much. But you know, talking about Matt Ryan joining the Colts, I mean, this is why I like them not only the division we've talked about it all off season, but I love them as a sleeper, you know, team to come out of the AFC and, and possibly even the Super Bowl too. Because when you have Matt Ryan, you trade for Indominus you sign Stefan Gilmore to a defense that was already top 10 in DVOA. You're doing all the right things to get into, get into that conversation. And they were a game away last year from, from getting into the playoffs. And that was only because their quarterback kind of fell on his face in Jacksonville. And, and if, Matt Ryan, I don't think, is going to do that. I don't think he's going to make those same mistakes as Carson Wentz. So if you put him into an offense that now raises the floor of that of this team, and you have a an offense with a backfield like Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. Who knows? Maybe you know. We've talked about Julio Jones maybe joining them because it just sure. makes sense. He's still a free agent. There's a lot to like there. Easier schedule than most. I believe it's in the top five in in easiest uh, schedules in terms of the the over under win percentage uh, this season. I think I that would start football. Like,
0: maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm. Uh... Yeah, I haven't actually looked
1: at it. um, it's. It's it's, it's, a, pretty, it's it's up there, like the Colts. I mean, it's, making, a, it, it's a, a good schedule because don't they? Yeah. Um, me I mean, when you have two games, you know, four games against Jacksonville and Houston, that's going to obviously help yeah, you. And too.
0: I do think that um, uh, Jack, uh, Jackson will be better. I'll get to that in a second, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's um, oh yeah, this is a friendly schedule. I mean, they got some tougher matchups, but I mean, like it's it's the you know you, you, look, the Titans are a little bit down. You know, they've they've lost some players this offseason. season. They'll still we still think they'll be good, but yeah, the Houston should probably, you know, like they should get. I mean, if they don't get f- what, five division wins if I mean four division wins should be like the floor, right? Yeah. Four and two, you know, floor for, for the sure. division wins. Um, yeah, I got no problem with Matt Ryan is the is the MVP. I mean, again, like he I, I think people are sleeping on, you know, like I think people believe Matt Ryan is toast. And Aren't willing to give him more credit. One, people don't like really like Matt Ryan, and he's just bland, he's vanilla, he's yeah. boring, you know. Like, and they just don't find him. Same thing with Matthew, St- like, they just, you know, Matthew Stafford a little more, of course, more f- better, maybe physical skill set that people were drawn to a little bit, but like, people just, like, man, you know, Matt Ryan, like, Matt Ryan's a you know, he's a quarterback
1: statue pocket passer kind of guy. It's you know, it's your wonder,
0: you know, one MVP, uh, you know, and went to a Super Bowl like he's just better than people give him credit for. And so people just don't, it's hard to get excited for Matt Ryan and people don't pay attention to the Falcons very much. So I think people by and large, just are like, well, Matt Ryan stunk for the last few years. And, and the reality is that Matt Ryan has been playing with, you know, a, a lot of offensive coordinators, a offensive line. That's not great. Um, you know, or, or Julio Jones has gotten older, has missed games. Calvin Ridley's, you know, come in and, and missed games. Only got one year with Kyle Pitts. Like, I feel like a behind a good offensive line with a smart coach in Frank Reich who you see what he does with Philip Rivers, see what he does with Carson Wentz, minimizes your passing attempts. Like he's just going to be really efficient and 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 not be asked to do too much, I don't think in this offense and it's probably going to lead to good results.
1: I just think that everything that you can say about Tennessee, the number one seed, you know, at times the the favorite to win that division, you can also say about Indianapolis, but make the case that they're even better. I mean, Derrick Henry versus Jonathan Taylor. One was dealing with injuries last year; the other one seems to be on the upswing. I would still take Derrick Henry over Jonathan Taylor. I probably Henry just because injuries and like. Sure, sure. I mean, you can, that one you can make the case. Defense, I'd rather take Indianapolis right now. Quarterback, I'd rather take Indianapolis right now. Coaching, you can call it a draw, whatever you want. But still, there's a lot – there's very similar things in how they're kind of built – but I like the pieces over in Indianapolis that I do Tennessee.
0: I like, I think Mike Vrabel would love to have Indy's roster and to yes, do what he's a great,
1: that's a great way to you know,
0: like, he, like he, I mean, I mean, I'm just dealing with what you're saying, but, um, and we're building
1: off of but it. Like if he had the choice, he would, yeah. he would go Indianapolis. I would yeah, say.
0: maybe like, maybe you could say the edge rushers are better um, in, 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 in Tennessee. And like, I'm not saying like he doesn't like his players.
1: No, it's no just yeah, like, I know what you
0: mean. it's just like, you know, trailer, look, they traded AJ Brown this off season and you know, they, you know, I think they'd like to have Traylon Burke. I mean, they'd like to have Michael Pippen over Traylon Burke. Anywho, um, I'm going to say my MVP for the AFC South is Doug Peterson because you're talking about a guy who's replacing Urban Meyer, who is an absolute disaster for the, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if Doug Peterson comes in and is competent and reasonable, the Jaguars are going to be so much better than they were last year. Like, just like, there's almost like you just come in and just don't, don't do any, don't do too much, and the Jaguars will be much better. And I think Trevor Lawrence, as a result, could take a big, big leap forward in his in his progression in his second year. And Doug Peterson will, by virtue, if he gets a good year out of Trevor Lawrence, is going to get so much like he's just gonna get. Like the 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 Jaguars and the Con family are going to give him so much run to do what he needs to do to build something there. There's going to be no pressure on him to win right away. They've been patient with bad coaches, and if Doug Peterson gets is a good coach at all, he is going to have a ton of leeway there for a long time.
1: Yeah, I, I love that pick. I was down and I was uh, on radio in Jacksonville, and they were basically asking me the same thing. And I was saying, you know, just if you get a baseline average run of the mill head coach in Doug Peterson, he gives you no more. No less, just whatever the average is in the NFL, it's infinitely better than what you got last year with Urban Meyer. When you have the quarterback answering off-the-field questions about his head coach, it completely distracts from already the pressure he had of being a John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck-type prospect coming into the NFL. It's going to come save a franchise that goes away when you bring in a guy like Doug Peterson, or at least it should go away. In, in an offensive mind, former offensive coordinator, there's a bunch of former offensive coordinators on on staff, whether it's the passing game coordinator. I think, uh, what, Jim Bob Cooter's on there. Um, he just wanted to you, say Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, yeah, that's probably true, too. But, you know, there's like three offensive coordinators, not including the first-year offensive coordinator that they have. I mean, there's a lot to like about the, the new change in, in head coach and the coaching staff that's going to help the development of Lawrence.
0: Yeah, uh, Mike McCoy – um jim bob Cooter, mike caldwell yep. oh, excuse me press taylor um yeah, is, press is, taylor. Is yeah um by the way i once i once said I, I was invited back to my high school to do a uh i um a chapel talk and uh which is very you know, huge honor and i did it on i actually did it on matthew stafford uh and how you know the very like you know all these different stages of your career and it's like I mean, the point was like hey when you leave you know like you're going to leave high school thinking like, ah, like I know what I'm going to do. And I know exactly. How, and it's like, no, no, no. Things are going to change. And, but I, I made sure I was adamant that I was going to sneak Jim Bob Cooter in to my talk. I, did. I, was, <laughs> like, I was like, I'm sure my grandfather is not at all rolling over in his grave knowing that hearing me say Jim Bob Cooter at the Macaulay, uh, Macaulay chapel right now. Um, anyway, AFC West, you're going with the chiefs. Travis Kelsey is your MVP.
1: Yep. Yep. It just when you have a division that loaded up the way that the AFC West loaded up and then you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, who saw more talent leave the organization, this, the continuity with that's already there has to help. And especially when you when you factor in the loss of Tyree Kill for Patrick Mahomes and what they've replaced him with, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, who's kind of, you know, we don't know what he's going to be. Marquez Valdez-Scanling, Miko Hardman coming back, uh, Sky Moore that they drafted. It's just not a lot there to say, okay, defenses are really going to game plan the same way they were game planning for Tyree Kill, and how is that going to impact the offense? I think a lot of weight goes on Travis Kelsey now because he's the guy that every team is going to kind of game plan for. It's not like they have to worry about uh, Tyree Kill going over the top and and just completely wrecking the game on one massive bomb by by Patrick Mahomes. So for me, again, it just – that to me, he needs to carry a lot on his shoulders this year to really help that offense maintain what they've been over the last few years. When now they have to face, you know, Justin Herbert going into year three, Russell Wilson, the Raiders now with Devontae Adams. There's a lot to keep up with offensively for the for the Chiefs.
0: Shout out to all the podcast listeners who have requested money from Ryan Wilson. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> if you are watching the podcast, keep requesting money from him. Um, he's gotten somebody requested sixty nine dollars. Somebody requested hundred dollars. I love your podcast and I'm broke. Um, let's keep requesting money or sending money to Ryan Wilson at Ryan Wilson three, seven, eight, three, one. I just also like to point out that his Venmo is the worst handle of all time. Um, anyway, uh, my AFC West MVP <laughs> is, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the, the easy way out and take, say Russell Wilson. Yep. Because all these new additions to the AFC West, whether it's Devonte Adams to the Raiders, whether it's you know uh, Chandler Jones to the Raiders, Khalil Mack, um, you know J.C. Jackson, like to the both to the Chargers, uh, you know Tiger Hill leaves, of course, but like Russell Wilson to me, his play with Denver is going to determine who finishes. Like, it, like to me, that's the biggest X factor on how this division shakes out because if Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. And gets back to when he was playing his best football with the Seahawks, and he does that in Denver with the weapons they have. Like they can absolutely win the division, and if he plays like he did last year, they can finish last in the division. So like, there's such a varying range of outcomes I think for the Denver Broncos based on how Russell Wilson plays, and just as such, I I, I tend to think something that, um, you know, like like you can talk me into any order of this any this division finishing in any order. Yeah, I don't think the Chiefs will finish last. Because I trust Andy Reid and I trust Patrick Mahomes, but you know you could go nine and like eight and nine, is that right? Eight and nine, yeah, eight and nine, and finish last in this division. Like that's not that crazy an idea. So uh, for me, I'll say Russell is the biggest X factor just because of if 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 he struggles to adjust to a new team and a new system, I think the Broncos will be you know pretty big disappointment. And if he plays out of his mind, then you know who knows what the order could be.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're saying it, too. Like, it's not only him transitioning to a new team, but he's also working with a first-time head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. So, like, there is a lot of change there. But if those two things hit, you're having a serious conversation of this being a really dangerous offense with what they have in the backfield in Javonte and Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon coming back, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick there's a lot to love there for Russell Wilson to have at his disposal. And then defensively too. I mean, you know, they still have Justin Simmons. I mean, they have guys that can make plays on that to stop the opposing, uh, to, you know, any really one in that division. It's, it's that, but it's also, again, how much are the other additions going to kind of impact this? How much is JC Jackson going to change that? How much is Khalil Mack? How much is Devontae Adams and how much is the loss of Travis uh, uh, Tyree? Kill going to kind of change things a little bit too. I think, the one, it, let's just say all of these things hit as high as they possibly can. Russell Wilson is the, the biggest
0: ceiling for sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, look, you could make the case for like 10 different dudes as AFC West MVPs. Like, it's the yeah. division. Yeah. I mean, I thought
1: the NFC West last year was the craziest one. The AFC West this year is, is just absolutely the wildest division. I think um, the one I think the one that you, we should mention in terms of that division, like you were mentioning, is probably Derek Carr too. Yeah, for he's sure. In a div- he's Hart. in a division with all of these elite quarterbacks. He's the you know the bottom of the barrel, and I'm saying that you know you know he's still a quality quarterback. Yeah. If he plays anywhere above above average, you're talking about the Raiders in a different light.
0: Absolutely. And it's like Derek Carr has a chance to be like, hey, I know everybody said I was the worst quarterback in this division. Well, suck it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, All right. That'll do it for us. That's the show. I got to run. got a little camp pickup. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. For Sully, I'm Brinson. Talk to you guys later. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.